This episode of the podcast is brought to you by looking for your fleshlight with a flashlight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that has sound in it. I'm Frank. Boop, 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 boop. I'm Zach. And today we are doing great moments in sound design and sound and just sound and sound. Everything's sound. <laughs> just bring it on. Um, like I said, so, this was hard. Yeah, this is a difficult one to uh, discuss. That's why um, I thought it would be interesting and I thought maybe we could, you know, I w- I'm interested to hear like what your picks are because... Mm-hmm. Um, not Pixar, like the yes. company. Pixar. But that is a sound that it's very recognizable of like the the, the, the lamp. lamp jumping yeah. <laughs> and then turning over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I fear that I didn't understand the assignment that well. Oh, well, maybe not. But Probably. either way, it's fine. Yeah. Um, just it's it was kind of, you know, open ended and just mm-hmm. kind of like whatever you could whatever you want. Um, I specifically stayed in more of like sound design mm-hmm. opposed to like music, although I have like some honorable mentions that I would that I will. Um. But I mean, you know, it could just be a really great cinematic scene that has a really awesome score that accompanies a scene that really feels like it elevates it or whatever. So Mm -hmm. there really is no wrong answer unless you chose like a silent film. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, no. (laughs) All of my pigs are Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) So like other than that, you should be fine. Okay. Um, And that being said, why don't you start us off? Okay. So the first one that I think like fully fits like the idea of like what we're doing in this episode um is from sicario i have uh i did not pick them but i was i looked up the scene i think i know Mm -hmm. the scene you're talking about yeah so for me it i i don't know if it is the scene um me it it was the border crossing scene oh no um it wasn't for me there there is like this very like subtle like swelling of like drum beats that I thought like really, really paired well with the film because this was at the point when you had the main character, I forget her name, but she was like very much like, okay, I don't know anything about these guys that I'm working with. Um, I just know that they say that they're kind of ruthless and they're going to do anything that they can to get the job done. And when they halt in the border crossing and like they're looking at everybody to see like who's going to get out of the car. And then you get the swelling of the drums again. It becomes like this very like primal animalistic sense to it. Yeah. Almost like in the back of your head. Yeah. Which I really, really liked because like once they get out of the cars and then it's like, oh shit, like here we go. It stops. Yeah. Like the drums stop and it's like the silence of, okay, here we go. Here's the hunt. It's like the anticipation. And then it builds back up again when she's in the car and you're like, oh, crap, like I can see in the mirror that somebody's about to shoot me. So she turns around and shoots back. Right. And then it stops again. And it was just something where it was like, man, like this is this is very subtle, but very cool. Yeah. Um, I think that border crossing scene is incredible. The mm-hmm. one scene that I was going to choose, but I ended up not doing it. It's kind of it was more of an honorable mention, but I'll just mention it now because you already brought up Sicario was the scene in which they are going into the desert yes. to go like in the into the tunnel um and it's just so cool of like the barely lit so like it's like dusk right mm-hmm. so like and they're all just kind of putting their gear on and you have like the classic like all the noises of the guns like getting mm-hmm. prepared and the night vision goggles like coming on like <laughs> and it's like okay this is really cool mm-hmm. and then them walking down the hill and the music is just it's not like at a breakneck it's more of like really it's like the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. 
and them walking down that desert hill and the camera's just in that stationary shot and all you see is their silhouettes and the fucking like the sky that looks on fire i mean oh it's so good it's a really great fucking scene (laughs) Mm -hmm. i sure wish that the second one was good yeah i never i didn't see the second one it's horrible um that's disappointing (laughs) um so i chose in my opinion one of the best people working uh and always has a truly truly cinematic sound experience I don't always think that his movies land, and I don't necessarily think that he's the greatest storyteller, but I will say that I do think that he is one of the best directors working today, mm-hmm. and I'm speaking of Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about Dunkirk. So I okay. don't know if you've ever seen Dunkirk. I haven't. I saw it in IMAX mm-hmm. on whatever it was, like 65mm or 70mm, and the sound design for that movie is absolutely insane uh the guy's name is richard king who who did the sound design and i really want to highlight the dog fight scenes Mm -hmm. because uh tom hardy's character is the main guy that you're following when when you're in the dog fights and those dog fight scenes and the sound design for them are so cinematic that it's really really compelling because there are great scenes in which you can you can visually see Tom Hardy is like literally vibrating mm-hmm. because his engine is like going right <laughs> Just so going. so he's like fucking shaking and i feel like in a normal situation a sound designer would have been like let's like when when Tom Hardy's talking we want to hear him clear and crisp mm-hmm. but in reality what you're getting is Tom Hardy talking and you can hear the vibrations in his voice mm-hmm. while he's speaking. And it sounds like he's going like, Ugh. and I'm like, <laughs> okay, like that's really, really good sound design because it's really, really compelling. Um, the, the throttling of the engines, like when, when they're fucking like pulling themselves up and you hear the engines like cranking mm-hmm. opposed to just like a classic, like <laughs> kind of like, gnar- like you literally hear the throttling of, of the engines. Um, and then in the second dog site, uh, in the second dog fight scene, there's a point in which one of the characters is talking to Tom Hardy and he's got the cockpit closed, right? And he's just talking to him and it all sounds like normal, right? He's talking to them. They're talking to one, one another. And then the guy gets shot and he's, and he's coasting towards the ocean cause he's, he needs to crash land mm-hmm. and he opens up the cockpit and then while he's talking to him, now you hear all the wind mm-hmm. um, instead of just like it being like a crisp, clean, like, uh, you know, voice and little details like that. And where and where, you know, you have your character sitting in the cockpit, he opens up the window and now you hear all the wind opposed to and it like it just it just really envelops you. And specifically when you're in a theater and you're watching this and you have the crazy IMAX surround sound going it's like this movie is such a cinematic fucking experience (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the sound alone is truly truly marvelous nice this is the ballet movie right yes okay fully about ballet perfect (laughs) i i was lost most of this (laughs) no um very cool uh my next one is a very subtle pick too um it's one specific scene from terminator 2 
uh, there is a scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator is in the hallway with, um, I believe it's Sarah Connor's kid or something like Sarah. Like, it's just two kids. Um, and it looks as though, like, Arnold's going to shoot them. And then you get the the evil Terminator that's come that is all, like, uh, when, it, when he's, like, basically liquid, liquid metal. Liquid metal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's dressed as, like, the... Like a shapeshifter. Yeah, like the sheriff. Yeah. And he turns the shotgun to him, and it's this very subtle thing where the very first shot of the shotgun, it sounds like they basically put, like, like buffers around that shotgun scene. So you only hear that, and it feels elongated. Mm-hmm. That first shot is very elongated as opposed to the next two shots. And I think it was really unique because, like, you, you get this very elongated, very elaborate, very subtle at the same time because, like, nobody would really pick that up. But it sounds, like, so much more, like, echoed Yeah, that you you get the first sense where it's, like, you know who he is from the first movie. You understand that he's a very serious threat. And him shooting that first shotgun shot feels like it is this very powerful, like, one-hit KO. Yeah. And when it shoots the shapeshifter and it just kind of, like, gloops back together. It's like an absorption. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, fuck. That's a bigger threat. Yeah, this is a bigger threat than I. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was very cool because then the next couple of shots seem very normal. And it, it basically kind of, like, almost weakened Arnold's Terminator. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, fuck, that first shot that should have been powerful did nothing. And then the next two shots sound absolutely normal yeah so it's like you know this isn't doing anything yeah it's almost like a weird like kind of idea where you you're in a like you're playing a video game and like you fight a boss and he's like really really powerful and then after you beat him he's like i join your party and now he's just like dumbed down (laughs) super weak it's kind of like that yeah but it was a very subtle thing that i was like man this is really cool yeah man i love terminator 2 Mm -hmm. terminator 1 is also so good yeah Terminator 3? Not so good. Everything else? <laughs> Everything after? Well, we don't talk about any yeah. of that. Um, okay, so I, I I was trying to like write down all the names of all the sound designers, but I mm-hmm. could not find the sound designer for my next pick. So sorry, but if you're out there and you're listening to this for whatever reason, uh, I don't know who you are. Mm-mm. But uh, you did a really great job. He lives across the street. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I could basically have just chosen this entire film. Mm-hmm. Um but I decided one specific scene would do it justice. And I am, of course, speaking of the sound of metal or sound of metal. Yeah. Um, you, we reviewed it. Yes. And very good. It's an incredible movie. Should have won more at the Oscars. It's it's just it's an independent movie and you know, they're not going to fight. They don't win shit. It was nominated. Yeah. But, eh, you know, um, that's more of like, a, hey, you did a good job, but you're not. We're not going <laughs> to. We're not quite there yet. Anything. Um, but I wanted to speak about when your lead, when our lead goes to his girlfriend's house in France, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And he's at his dad. He's actually at her, at her father's house. And there's a scene in which he he's now got the transplant in his in his in his ears where he can sort of hear. And he's kind of like meeting the friends and the family or whatever, and it all sounds super distorted and and it's like really really just horrible. Mm-hmm. And then. She sits down at the piano with her father 
and they sing a song together. And what's supposed to be a, a really warming and like loving moment to us sounds horrible. Yes. <laughs> and I think it was done so well. Yeah, like every piano chord that is hit just mm. sounds like glass shattering. Yes. And every voice just sounds like it's like vibrating your eardrums. Yeah. And like Riz Ahmed's face mm-hmm. in where in which he has everybody and he's he's surrounded by all these people smiling and just enjoying it and he's trying to act normal but it's just like blaring mm-hmm. and and it just hurts it has to be painful to like hear something like that and he and he just has to kind of sit there and pretend and the sound design of that of that scene but again it's like literally the entire film i yeah. mean the ending of like the bell going oh, off and then he fantastic. takes it out like that's another great example but when you first hear it and it's just kind of like that very like white noise vibrating sound yeah. of like oh this is what it's like to be deaf right um but yeah i mean man that that piano playing scene i think about it often <laughs> cuz i'm like that sound design was so good mm-hmm. like the whole movie is just so good. The movie itself is great, and the entire sound design of that movie is great. Um, and I'm sorry that I don't know the name because I, I I looked up on IMDb. There was no sound designer. There was like mixers and editors, but mm-hmm. I don't know who like designed everything. Yeah. So I can't give you a shout out, but whoever you are, incredible. Yeah. Nice. Um, my next one also has to do with silence, and I've talked about it a lot. I really like the scene. It just it it makes the movie for me. Um, and that's Children of Men with the baby crying. Yeah. The, I, again, I've talked about it a lot, but it's so good. Like, the war that's going on at this point, and then when the baby starts to cry and everything goes silent. Yeah. And this is where, like, you you kind of gave me the idea where it's like, okay, the absence of sound could also be something that we talk about. Right. And this was, much like Sound of Metal, this was the absence of sound that spoke volumes. And that was the baby crying and then everybody just stopping what they're doing. It is dead silent. Yeah. All you're hearing is like maybe like the crackling of the building and like the the muffling of the feet kind of like shifting back and forth to look like like peek up a little bit to see what's going on. Yeah. And then, of course, they get out of the building and all the soldiers stop too. like they nothing is going on. Yeah, it's a ceasefire. Yeah. And then as soon as they walk away, back everything goes right back to it. <laughs> yeah. And it was just this perfect scene of like a child that hasn't been born in like what, 20 years? Yeah. Is here. And it's this moment of like a miracle and it's a moment of hope. Yeah. And then it's like, nah, fuck you. Back to war. <laughs> war will always rage on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a powerful scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree. I think that's really good. Great sound design there. Um, okay. My next pick is a. The sound designer is a man named, I hope I pronounce your name properly, Damien Volpe, V-O-L-P-E. Um, and that's the guy who did the sound design for The Lighthouse. Mm. Um, again, so many things to choose, but if I if I, if I I had, if I could only choose two, because mm. I won't choose one. The farts? Uh, no. <laughs> the farts. <laughs> the farts are an actual sound design. <laughs> that is true. Um, the blaring of the horn. Mm-hmm. Which is is the first thing that you hear in the it's movie. Deafening. It's absolutely deafening. Like um, I remember when we saw it in theaters. Yeah. It was it's, actually it's so powerful and 
and it it's literally the first noise that you hear in the movie and it continues on mm-hmm. and it's so good because it it's made it, it's designed in a way that is powerful like you feel it in your chest mm-hmm. but it's also not so overbearing that you're like can you please shut off the horn yeah like i'm sure when you're there it sounds like that but as an audience member you're like there's something about that horn that's actually kind of like meditative. Yeah, like you you almost like are drawn because, to it. Well, the thing is, it's because it's like that's the only thing in the movie that's constant. Yeah. Like everything else is so unreliable. Like you don't know who the fucking main character is. You don't mm-hmm. know who's like whose side of the story you're getting information from. You don't know what's like up and what's down. Yeah. But the horn is always there. <laughs> and I think that's really good. Um, and, but the main, the main thing that I really wanted to speak about was when young touches the light Yeah, and he's screaming and you have similar to the sound of metal. Like when he's yelling, like everything just sounds so distorted and horrible Mm -hmm. and you get, and you're getting so much information just from the sound alone and also Robert Pattinson's face because it's like the power that he's feeling from it. And the godlike complex that he's having mm-hmm. at this like one moment, the surge of energy that can that cannot be contained, so it breaks the speakers, mm-hmm. right? It, like the speakers are like sounding like they're all blown out. Mm-hmm. And again, really genius sound design. Yeah, um, love those love those two uh, pieces of sound from the film. I like the lighthouse a lot. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, my next one. Is... I only have one more, by the way. I only chose four. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I'll, I'll do this one, and then I'll do an honorable mention. Okay. Um. So, again, I I probably should have looked up like who actually was it that originally created it, but a piece of sound that has lived for well since the eighties, really. Are you talking about the scream? No. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, like in movies, like yes. when somebody like there's like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, that was a really Ow! that was a really bad <laughs> no, version I, of it. But I know what you're talking. You know about. what I mean? Like the Cause scream. I, <laughs> yes. Because I was looking up like a bunch of different like sound designs and sound effects and everything like that, and that was one of them where it was like a weird like like jungle movie from like the 50s. Yeah. And then it just happened, and then they took that sound bit and just used it. For they use everything. it for every movie. I know <laughs> they used it for like all the stormtroopers in the original Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> like whenever they die, they just use that. Um, they used it for like a bunch of monster movies, like when people would get killed. Yeah. But um, I chose the, the sound design of the lightsaber itself from Star Wars. Yeah. It possibly, it's besides... Probably- it's probably one of the most iconic. Besides, noises. yeah. Besides, like Darth Vader's, like, yeah. like it's the most iconic thing from the film. And I did a little bit of research. Like the lightsabers itself, like the the sound that they made it from is literally just an old movie projector. And then what they would do to like when they would actually like hit each other to make that psh sound, yeah. they just took like TV interference and like changed the volume on it. And that's where you get the sound of like them crackling at each other, oh, okay, and it turning on and off. Cool. And I thought that was really really cool because like you, 
it's one of those things where it's like you know what it is like you see it and you immediately make the noises of like the <laughs> like waving your hand back and forth <laughs> but you don't know like where it comes from yeah that's cool mm-hmm. that is cool i know too like the um the lasers like from the guns that they used to was just flicking like i think um like a metal fork on like a, a telephone line yeah it's really man sound designers are like really uh great like i think those guys are called like foliers or whatever they're called Mm -hmm. they're like those are the guys that kind of watch the movie and then they have like a bunch of props in front of them yeah and then while shit happens they're like you know like oh we need like rustling of leaves in this scene so like they'll fucking have like trash bags and they'll Mm -hmm. shake them or whatever (laughs) which seems weird though because it's like why wouldn't you just have those sounds like outdoing everything well well, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's weird movies. But I get it though. There's a lot. <laughs> you gotta you gotta emphasize like a couple other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's obviously you're just not able to like in the field. You're just not able to record everything mm-hmm. like to you know to exactly where you need it to be. Um, so my last pick, and then you're pretty. That was your your official last pick, and then you just have some honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. So my last pick is um while Christopher Nolan goes for like the truly incredible cinematic noises in every in every movie that he does especially as of like late pretty much like inception forward mm-hmm. um tenet tenet's very sound like the sound is crazy <laughs> um did you watch tenet no but it's, it looks nuts but i've also heard a lot of bad things about it like story wise it's it's just it's strange um we can talk about it later <laughs> um anyway I chose another war film. So while Christopher Nolan goes for the absolute, you know, uh, truly cinematic, I wanted to go for the more realistic. Mm -hmm. And that is Saving Private Ryan, Storming the Beaches of Normandy. I knew it. It's truly one of the greatest war scenes ever filmed, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And also the noises sound completely and utterly realistic. I also... And the sound designer, sorry, Mm -hmm. is Gary Rydstrom. Mm. who he did all of the sound design for it. That's my dad. (laughs) Wait a minute. Um, And I mean, from the opening shot of them, you know, going on, they're on the boats and they're, and they're, you know, charging the beach. And then you get that first headshot. Yeah. And you get that first bullet hitting. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like a movie. It does not sound like a movie, movie sound effects. It Mm -hmm. sounds so real. I always always think about like when the first like grenade goes off and it's that disoriented much like sound of metal where it's just like that high pitch like humming Humming, yeah and it's like man like this is exactly what would happen like you just being disoriented from being blown away yeah um i also think a lot about the uh the sniper perch scene yep pretty much all of the war scenes yeah (laughs) honestly like all of the action guns firing tanks coming scenes from saving private ryan are so incredible Mm -hmm. and the sound design for all of them are great um but specifically that first initial shock of storming the beach and and just hearing the grenades the screaming the guys calling for their moms and legs getting blown off and and the bullets hitting hitting the metal and it's just it -hmm. is really really real yeah and uh (laughs) it's scary it is and and i think that it's probably one of the best sounding movies Mm -hmm. hands down yeah absolutely man saving private ryan is good yeah it's a little like corny like the beginning and the ending like of the old man going to the grave Mm -hmm. and like whatever it's like and the guy's like dad are you okay it's like 
the war stuff is yeah. great. It's the, like, let me tell you a story. The very, <laughs> the very first shot is like a little corny, and then the mm-hmm. very end is again a little corny. But everything, everything in the middle is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you have some honorable mentions. I do. Um, number one, uh, the crazy guitar guy from Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was one of those situations where it's like the the score of the film is incorporated into the film because it's this guy playing it as yeah. like you know like hey we're going into war yeah yeah um the like whooshing of like wind sound for whatever the fuck ash is running away from in De- in uh evil dead oh okay yeah um like the be all end all of like the necronomicon yeah, yeah. deadite uh and then I had one more. I don't care. That's it. That's <laughs> I forgot. Uh, okay. It's gone forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I remembered. Go ahead. Um, quiet place. Like while I didn't see it. Um, same thing. <laughs> then you can't. You can't. You're not what, allowed. What, I've, I watched a video on the guy making the sounds <laughs> for the thing. Okay. And he's just like he's just crackling like a head of lettuce, <laughs> and, and he's like rubbing his hand, his feet through the sand. I thought that was fun. Yeah. I forgot his name. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> a horrible honorable mention. <laughs> Cut it out. We're <laughs> just two and two. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I, oh, I remembered, and then it's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. All right. Well, anyway, I have a recommendation. You don't have an honorable mention? No, not really. I kind of had like my 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 solid four okay. um, there. Um, so I feel like I haven't recommended an album in a while, and you just did like two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. That's and by the time this comes out, oh, three weeks ago. But if I do it in because in, you recommend an album every week, that's bullshit. Every single. I week. haven't recommended an album since Flower Boy, <laughs> which, which was, was last, last week. week. <laughs> <laughs> but since before that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we are we are funny guys. Let me tell let me tell you, listener, we're funny guys. Listener, <laughs> plural or not yeah, not no, plural singular. 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 Um, and thanks for listening. Um, my mom thinks I'm funny. My mom doesn't think you're funny. But then again, we also share the same mom. So <laughs> so somebody's fucking lying. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um. Anyway, mm-hmm. recommendation. Uh, a band that I have been fucking like cheering fucking. on since yeah the whole band I've been fucking um, <laughs> no a band that I've been cheering on since their debut uh, Idols mm. and you know them by goes and it goes and it goes that I, band I wish I looked up more of the songs but what? it's just this, that, that song um, yeah it's just Colossus they they recently released their their newest album called Crawler and I think that it's like a transitional album mm-hmm. um, because. All the the last three albums have been not I wouldn't say traditional punk, but very punk. Um and they and I think that they're one of the best punk album or uh punk outfits out there right now. Mm-hmm. Uh this album is ha it has way more different sounds than I'm than I'm used to in an Idols album. Like synths and just like just different instruments that I wasn't expecting, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more. the the uh, The lead singer's name is Joe. Joe does a lot more like singing on this album, opposed, rather than screaming, rather than like just brutal, just like you know chanting and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually has like a fuck like he's got a good voice, and and again like it's it's a little bit more of like slow. It's a bit of a slower album, um. And then they kind of do like classic punk more, like kind of like paying homage to, um, you know, like 
unhold uh what's it? um fuck I can't think of their name mm-hmm. the, the classic the great wow unknown pleasures mm-hmm. um and like closer like stuff like that like joy division right like kind of like paying homage to joy division and whatnot um but it feels like they went from like real punk to a transitional point of like I don't I don't, <laughs> don't want to say alternative <clears throat> punk but like <clears throat> just I don't know like indie rock like it's not rock it's still punk mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a weird i think it's gonna be like known as in their discography as like a transitional album and where they kind of fully their next album i think is gonna be like very different mm-hmm. and i think it's kind of cool to see that transitional moment yeah you know? i i mean at least from like the song that i know of colossal like it it seems like they are in the realm of like metal core punk mm. And from what you're saying, it's it's basically just almost transitioning into like alternative punk. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like they they they're becoming like an art house kind mm-hmm. of like band. And I'm really looking forward to it. Some some uh some highlights that I really want to mention is a track called MTT 420RR. Um, the Beachland Ballroom is incredible. Uh. And then car crash, car crash. He's like rapping, like it's oh, really? like it's like straight up, like he's rapping. Um, and then a song called uh, "Progress." Really, mm. really like a lot of those songs are like super emotional, um, and but also just so so good. And idols, I'm I'm so happy that I got to see them live, and that I was able to kind of see them in like a smaller, more intimate uh, area, opposed to like a giant you know, fucking arena. Cause I'm just not into that. I mm-hmm. like the more intimate ones and I'm glad like I didn't fucking die at a Travis Scott concert. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, you know what I mean? That actually sucks. Yeah. So like I'm more into like, I'm not really a big fan of like live music, like mm-hmm. going there. Um, I appreciate it, but I don't like going there and being surrounded by a bunch of people and getting fucking punched in the face and then like a mosh pit. I like the, the seated stuff. Cause more so like all the concerts that I've been to have been seated and that's really nice because it's like it's like you're not getting hit <laughs> yeah you don't there's <laughs> you no also, moshing you go to like jazz and stuff. yeah I like jazz I went to like Robin Trower which was very like like if you know who Robin Trower is like I think he's one of the best guitarists out there yeah. but um I was the youngest person there mm-hmm. and it was just all seated uh gorillas was the same way yeah yeah so and my girlfriend hates seated she's like that's the worst way to go to a concert but I don't know to each mm-hmm. their own whatever um but anyway Idols, Crawler, highly recommend. What are we doing next? A little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, we got small ears, so tell me. <laughs> <laughs> a little different than what we normally do, but I watched it and I really just want to talk about it. And that is Mike Flanagan's Midnight Mass. I recommended this in one you of the did. podcasts. And I watched it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, man, it's one of my favorite things that I, it, it is my favorite thing that he's done. Really? Hands down. Hmm. By far. That, um, that's including Doctor Sleep. Yeah, that's including House on Haunt Hill Hall. The, the Haunt, the Hill House, Oculus, fucking Ouija, everything that everything that I've seen by Mike Flanagan. Hush. Mm-hmm. This is by far my favorite thing. Wow. Um, also, a little side note: if you've ever seen Hush, uh, the 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 book that your lead character is reading is actually the like screenplay to for Midnight Hill House. Mass. Oh, really? No, no, for Midnight Mass, which that's is really awesome. cool. Um, but I really want to talk about it, mm-hmm. and there's a lot to be said. Um, that might be that might be a little bit of a longer episode because it's fucking eight episodes or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're all about an hour each. But I gotta I gotta kind of like rewatch it a little bit again. Yeah, definitely gonna rewatch it, and definitely um, I'm gonna make like bullet points of like what I want to talk about because there's so much to unpack. Mm-hmm. But 
it's it's kind of an interesting thing. And the reason why I'm choosing it is because, like I said to you before we started recording, was that it doesn't feel like a series. It feels like one really long movie. Mm-hmm. And that being said, we don't really do TV shows here, but um, I think that this one is definitely worth an exception. And maybe a gateway to TV shows. Yeah, uh, like I would really love to do um, that one with Amy Taylor-Joy. Uh, mm-hmm. The chess one. Yes. I can't even think of the Queen name of Gambit. That. Queen Gambit. The Queen's Gambit. Like Twin I'm, Peaks. Tw- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got you. How much time you got on your hands? <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. Fire Walk with Me. Season one of Twin oh, Peaks. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh. Um, but season I mean, one, two, and three, but we don't talk about three. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Her three was really bad. It was weird. Yeah. Um. I I like David Lynch. I know. Boy, you that is David Lynch to a T, and I just I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so if you haven't seen Midnight Mass, I know that uh, it's it, it's kind of being promoted as like Halloween, but I really don't think it is. Like, Mm-mm. it's got the horror elements, but what it's really focusing on is characters and, and faith. And, and yeah, uh, so I think that it's worth talking about. So we're going to be doing that next. All right, cool. Um, so look forward to that. If you haven't watched it, I recommend watching it. Please do so you can enjoy the conversation. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank. Roll the credits.